Welcome to the Do Something Beautiful podcast. I am your host, Leah Darrow, and I share with you inspirational people who are truly doing something beautiful to make our world better. We are inspired by Mother Teresa who said, do something beautiful for God. Do it with your life. Do it every day. Do it in your own way, but do it. Let's talk about the importance of why we should have some of this sacred art in our home and then how to pray with these icons. Ricky and I have just started slowly incorporating icons into our home. Wonderful. Um, Yeah, just slow. I mean, I remember, uh, to be honest with you, um, and this is before I really knew, and I still don't know a ton, but I'm a little bit more familiar now because of, of what you've contributed and taught me and the ladies inside Luxu with iconography and Father Michael and, and his um, explanations too. But I was first drawn um, to this particular image. I was looking, I was in Rome, I was on a pilgrimage, and I was looking for an image of um, the seven sorrows of Mary and Our Lady of the Most Sorrowful Heart. And I would always look for one. And I never just found one that I connected with or I liked, probably due in part to your explanation of like the painting. Like there is an image of Mary, but I kind of just didn't like how they like made her hair that color yeah. or her face yeah. that color. And I'm like, <laughs> I mean, I don't have a Polaroid of Mary, but I just kind of feel like that doesn't seem to fit what I think Mary should look like. I don't know. Sure. Um, yeah. And so I would always pull away. Anyways, I'm 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 in I'm in a gift shop in St. Peter's, and there is an icon of the seven stars of Mary, and it has the swords in her heart, the seven the seven swords. Um, and it was it was more in the style of you know iconography or whatever, and it was they just nailed it. I was like mm. that represents what this devotion I have is about because it wasn't, it went beyond the softness of Mary's face, but it showed our mother and it showed her heart. It just, it, it actually taught me something when I was looking at it. And it was just like this little small image that I keep on my desk. I still do to this day. Um, that was my very first icon. And then from that, when I brought it home, Ricky and I were like, this is beautiful. And then after we moved to Denver and we we did not know we were surrounded by some of your pieces, even at the Augustine mm-hmm. Institute. And they were like, oh yeah, that's from Elizabeth Lasko. I'm like, who is this person? Um, <laughs> and so now we're here. But mm-hmm. I, so the point is like, um, as we slowly incorporate these icons into our home, tell us why it's even important to do that. And then how do we actually pray with icons? Because I don't even think I understand fully um, the scope of how we can do that. And so I would love to hear from you how we can. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And I love that you shared that about that image. I think that that's something and it's a good place to start even. It's like, pay attention to what you're drawn to. And maybe it's not icons. Maybe maybe it is just um, traditional Catholic artwork. And and I do that too. I don't only do icons. Um, But it's important to just listen to what your heart is pulling you towards. Um, Because that affects your prayer time. And you can have the, the images in your home that you pray with with your family. And then you can have that you know, that personal icon or that personal image that you, you know, maybe bring into your office or your, you know, wherever you say your morning prayer or your bedroom or something. Um, but it's important to pay attention to what you're drawn to and then, and then bring that into your home. Um, I was absolutely drawn to iconography. And I, and I think because of that, because it was stylized, I was able to bring my own 
you know, imagination or feelings, you know, my, how I imagine Mary to be, or Jesus to be, or the saints, I can bring that to that image without it having to tell me exactly what they did look like. So if that makes sense, I think that that that's really impacted my, my prayer time. Cause it's more of like the idea of Mary is there and she's present with me and I, and I can pray the rosary. Um, but without being distracted by like, I don't think her eyebrows look like that. You know, <laughs> I know. So, oh, I know. Um, I know. We we can have so, a whole other pot podcast on <laughs> ridiculous Catholic or Christian art. That you're, I mean, right? Have have you seen? <laughs> yeah, the but people try, right? We all we're all trying. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if they're really trying. <laughs> I don't. Let's let's. I think. <laughs> I we need to be charitable, but I also think we need to be honest. I. I don't know. I mean, I've seen the image of Jesus in a white Hanes t-shirt. Oh yeah. 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 I get that. And I think that that's, that's a really interesting conversation. There was one time though, where I, I was knocking like real bad. I'm, I'm kind of an art snob in general, but, and, and I will, I will claim that, but um, I was really knocking this one image and I was talking to somebody who I thought was on the same page as me. And all of a sudden they go, you know, that image really meant a lot to me growing up. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, of course, there's something for everybody. You know, so I, I learned from that experience just in that um, it's kind of like church music. I, I think I think very badly, very black and white about that. Like there's good and there's bad, but but some people are really drawn to certain types and okay, you know, is there is there room for that? Yeah, okay. You know, but again, that's that's another podcast altogether, but but anyway, going back to how to bring how to bring it into your home, right? And yeah. the importance of praying with it. Yeah. Um, so so bring into your home what you're drawn to. If you like that Jesus and his Hanes t-shirt, you go ahead and you buy that on Amazon and you you bring it into your house and you put that in your prayer corner and you pray with that. That's fine. You you own that. But um, if it's something else, then then you go out and you seek that. And I and I think online is really good because not everybody lives in a in a town with a fabulous um you know, church gift shop. Um, so it's, it's good to kind of scour the internet for, for things that you like or find an artist and commission an artist specifically, you know, for, for what you're looking for. If you can't find it, that's a, that's a good way too. The reason why I think it's so important to have religious artwork in your home is because images are very powerful. I mean, just even from like, I mean, everything aside, um, 90% of our learning as humans is visual. That's, that's, really powerful. That's really, really powerful. Um, there was also a study done that said that um, they they'd re- originally thought that the decision-making part of our brain was, you know, sort of a higher functioning part of the brain. All the decisions were being made in that cortex, but then they, they did a study and saw that um, the visual center of our brain was actually capable of making decisions also. Wow. Right. Like that's, that's really, really fascinating. And it makes a lot of sense. So if you see, if you're like, you know, flipping through a magazine and you see a, you know, a beautiful model, I mean, think of like immediately you kind of make a declarative statement and it, and it depends on, on your state in life, I suppose, but you could be like, oh gosh, I don't look like that. Or you could be like, oh, I really want to look like that. Or, you know, maybe, and then it'll elicit all sorts of emotions, right? Like I'm upset that I don't look like her or I'm, you know, whatever. All the, all of these things that, that it's really just from looking at an image period. Yeah. Right. Um, 
images are very, very powerful. People can become addicted to images, quite literally. And I, I mean, it's, it's actually, it's fascinating. As a culture, as a culture, we are fascinated with images. There's, um, I read there was 95 million photos and videos uploaded on Instagram per day. That's, that's a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, I, and there's, there's plenty of research to back all of that now with social media, even with pornography. Yeah. Um, different types of images we become addicted to the addiction to just be on Instagram, which is image visual based. And, and so we, 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 we go and we scroll and we scroll and we scroll and we're, we're taking in all of these things. I mean, if what we read, if words on a page impact us, think about what we're, like you said, the visual centers of our brain and the decisions that they are making for us, regardless of maybe sometimes, you know, us wanting to, I mean, this has happened to me multiple times where I was watching a movie and it got to a scene that made me very uncomfortable. And, um, I watched the scene. I, you know, it's, I've definitely had the occasion where I've stopped it, but the point is that image, I didn't know it was coming. It stuck with me. Yeah. And unsee it. And yeah, yeah, you can't unsee it. And so I would, and in particular, this one example that I have just for my own personal life is just like this this image from this movie kept coming back to me in my dreams and throughout the Mm -hmm. day. And it bothered me because it was striking a chord from a wound in my past. And um, it really bothered me. And and it's something where the point being is that what, even what we surround ourselves with, with images can make a difference. So in terms of sacred art, I mean, the idea is that the surrounding ourselves with these images would actually create and impart a more positive impact in our life. And if Absolutely. anything, remind us of the relationship between us and our creator. Yeah. Yeah. It's powerful. It's so powerful. I mean, yeah. So, so the, the brain just hooks on to these things, right? We, you can't unsee things and it's really hard to forget things that you do. I can recall things that I saw when I was like, you know, seven that I can't unsee and I still see them in my head. Um, so what you bring into your home really affects you. And if our thing, if our minds are supposed to, you know, focus on things above, you know, how many times do you want to be reminded throughout the day walking around your house of things above? I mean, I, I really, you know, not that you have to have Jesus wallpaper or anything, but like, you know, have places designated throughout your house where it's like, this is where I'm going to stop to pray. Um, this is where I pray with myself. This is where I pray with my family. Um, just little reminders that, that, that can just be so, so powerful and huge aids to prayer um, because we're so visual. I mean, it's nice to close your eyes and to pray that way, but um, it's a different experience to have that visual that your brain holds on to and helps you with that experience of praying. And that's exactly what what iconography is. Um, a part of my, to go back to my own conversion story, um, the image of Our Lady of Guadalupe played a huge part in my house and a part of my my story because, um, again, at age 11, right, started to, to go downhill and then um, I don't know how old I was when my mom decided to hang the image of Our Lady of Guadalupe right outside my bedroom. But she recalls to this day that she saw a change in me. And I, I remember it being there. You know, how many times can a depressed teenager leave her room <laughs> looking at the face of Our Lady yeah, and not be affected by that? 
Um, so, you know, and I, and it was such a, it's such a loving face and she is prayerful and contemplative and a woman, you know, full of grace. And here I am not feeling beautiful, not feeling worthy, um, knowing that I was making bad choices, um, and, you know, shoving all that guilt and shame down. Um, how many times I left my room just looking at that image and my mother would always kiss the image and we weren't Byzantine. So this is just a natural human thing, but my, I would always see my mother kiss the face of our lady. And I started to do the same just by, it was just like, Oh, that's, I guess that's what we do. So I started to kiss this image of our lady of Guadalupe and I slowly started to change from there. I mean, apparently that's what my mom recalls. And I, I remember, I remember that, um, you know, and again, it wasn't, uh, oh, she hung it and then my life changed. It was, it was gradual, but it had a huge impact on my, on my spirit because I think my, my declarative statement started very slowly to become one of, I, I am loved and I, I am a woman and, you know, I, I have dignity actually. Like I, I was to- so detached from my own dignity and, and all of a sudden, our lady is reminding me of my inherent dignity, not because of my talent, not because of, you know, anything that I do or perform just because of just being a child of God, period. I have dignity. And, uh, and that, that, so anyway, so our lady Guadalupe played a huge part in my story. And I do think it's important to have religious artwork, uh, in your home. Um, now how I would recommend praying in front of them, because this is something that I've learned over time um, just even being Byzantine Catholic is, and, well, and, and I, I will say too, Romans ha- are really good about having like home shrines. You know, my, my grandmother, my, my family's from Slovakia and my grandmother had a life-size statue of our infant, the infant of Prague in her, <laughs> in her house. And, and it yes, had different, did. yeah. And, <laughs> and it had different outfits for the liturgical calendar. Oh, right? I, I, I love this woman already, man. This is, this is good. <laughs> I mean, you just try ignoring the church, you know, uh, liturgical year in that house growing up, you know, like it's not gonna, <laughs> not gonna so, um, but yeah, so, so this is something that I think our, you know, our grandparents their great grandparents just, and that was like a normal thing. You had like a shrine in your home. You had a little area where you would go and you'd gather, you'd light candles. And that seems to have kind of fallen away um, from most people. Most houses that I entered do not have a designated area. Um, and I think it's something that we should, uh, we should bring back again. If our, if 90% of our learning is visual, think of the impact that that has on, you know, forget even yourself, but like your children, how that, especially while their brains are forming, well, and I think yeah. on top of that, yeah, I mean, there's a, I, I think that we need to start incorporating more sacred art in our homes. Yeah. Uh, but and I'm, I'm just curious about the whole HGTV, Joanna Gaines, mm-hmm. Magnolia Home, uh, just storm that has taken over home decorating. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, you know, if that has any role to play in why maybe Catholics in particular don't decorate with sacred art as much anymore, but they'll put the, the plant in the corner like Joanna does. And listen, I love all her stuff. It's beautiful. It's, Oh yeah. It's, I have this, I, I like that style. I try to imitate it in my own home. Um, mm-hmm. But I feel like sometimes it's it, it's hard to see because, I mean, 
I know, I know Joanne and Chip aren't Catholic. I know they're Christian, but um, to see like, okay, well, how, how would you incorporate though what you believe and these images into this decorating in your home that yeah. still is pleasing? I mean, I'm just curious. I wonder like what the connection is. You know, these are just random questions I'm asking myself right now as you, as you talk about this, because there is such a push for our homes to look a certain way. And yeah you know, to be the farmhouse white and farmhouse chic or um, shabby chic or French, French, French provincial. I mean, so there's all these different styles, but we've kind of abandoned the style of our Catholicity Mm. decorating. Yeah. 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 That's so, that's so, so fascinating. So I just, I recently gave a talk and I actually talked, I talked about that almost specifically because, um, you don't have to abandon all that beautiful Joanne Gaines stuff. Um, there's ways of incorporating it. Absolutely. And I feel like we should, I think we do kind of shy away. Maybe it's like, that'll look tacky. That'll look too cluttered. That'll look, you know, whatever, you know, pick your, pick your words, but, um, there's a way of incorporating it. You can still have that beautiful, you know, farmhouse minimalist, um, you know, thing, but then bring in something that you are drawn to spiritually, um, and have it be in a designated area also. Um, there's so many ways of going about it, but I, I think that that's, it's, it's something to talk about for sure, because, um, we do have this pressure for everybody to look the same. The, one of the things that I love about Joanne Gaines, though, in her book, Homebody, um, she talks about how your space, you know, she gives examples of different styles. But I mean, to be honest, they all kind of look like her, her stuff, you know, <laughs> right? there's var- variations on a theme, I suppose. But um, she says that your home should reflect your family. Or, you know, your space should reflect yourself, what you, what you value and where your heart is. And, and that should be on display. So when people come into your home, they're experiencing you and your family and the things that you love. And, and if Christ is a part of that, then he, he needs a place in that, in that home. Somebody should be able to come into my home and immediately within like a couple seconds, know that we're Catholic, um, and it doesn't have mm. to be a life-size crucifix or a life-size infant of Prague on, With <laughs> on different outfits. table. You know, um, it can be done in a classy, beautiful way. I love, I love designing my home, um, but I also, I really like incorporating our spirituality into it, also. And and the, my, you should, I mean, you should see my our little icon area downstairs. Uh, where we pray as a family looks like us. I mean, it has little pieces from Ikea and um, it, it's sort of minimalist and it has the colors that I like and, you know, the icons that I'm drawn to. Um, and some of my, my kids, you know, saints um, are there as well, like little icons of their, their patron saint names. Um, so it, it speaks about our family. It also shows our style and, and it, and it helps us to pray together. And I think, I think there's a real classy way of going about all of this. And I think it's important to, again, to go back to what I said earlier about what are you drawn to? um, What is your family drawn to and incorporate that into the style and function of your home? 
calling on all of my lady friends right here. If you are looking for community in a place that is private and off social media, if you're wanting to go deeper in your faith, but you have no idea where to begin and a master's program is not in the cards for you at this moment, you need to check out the Lux Network. You can go to theluxuniversity.com to find out more, but we have created the very first Catholic app for Catholic women that does just that. It brings you community of women in a private setting. It gives you all of the courses from Lux University, courses on the faith, courses on theology taught by experts in the field. We also bring to you live prayer, live weekly prayer at the Rosary and Divine Mercy Chaplet. And we have our chaplain, Father Michael O'Loughlin, who guides us every single week in a gospel reflection. There is so much of that and more inside the new Lux Network. Go ahead, come and join us at theluxuniversity.com. Find out what it's all about. You can choose between one of two plans. And yes, <laughs> I did name them after food. You can choose the chips and salsa plan, which is the prayer in the community, or you can choose the whole enchilada. That's actually the name of it. And that is the prayer, that is the devotionals, that is the community, and that is Lux University, which is really what most women truly do come for is that whole enchilada plan. But come on in. If you are looking for a place to connect with other Catholic women and, and really connect with them, if you want a place where you can pray live with other Catholic women in a private setting off of social media, if you want to deepen your faith, learn more about it, have the answers uh, to the questions that you've been asking for a long time, then you, know, you need to check out Lux University inside that Lux app too. This is here for you. We are here for you. We truly believe that you are a light and yet you are a leader and we are happy to help you get there. Come join us inside Lux. I love that. And that's so important. Um, to do in our homes, uh, or if you have a family, if you're single and living alone, but what is what is Christ calling you to in particular with with your faith? Are you are you drawn more to a particular image or a devotion? Um, and to sit with that for a while and really <laughs> pray about that and see where where Christ is calling you, so that so that you can enter into a, a more connected and and deeper relationship with Him. And art is so beautiful and how it helps us do that. Elizabeth, there's there's so many more things I want to ask you. And I know that you go a lot of, a lot into this about the course of in terms of specific icons and what they what they actually mean and the theological aspects and the teaching pieces that they share with us. Um so I, I, I would maybe we, maybe maybe we, maybe we have you back on to do a video podcast where you're actually you can, you can, maybe you can actually so that we can see this as well as I mean talking about it and hearing about it right now is is amazing. I think our next step is I would love to have you uh, maybe walk us through um, just one icon to show us some of the things that we're missing when we look at an image of maybe Mary and Jesus or, or one of the two and that we, and that you could help us go deeper so that we could pray with something more. And also really quickly, um, on that note, uh, if you are interested in getting an icon, um, Elizabeth has some on her website that you can grab for yourself. Uh, if something is speaking to you in particular there, again, we'll have all of this in the show notes, all of the links available, but elizabethzelasco.com is where you can grab and you can look at all the different types of icons that she herself has 
written and, uh, and that you can bring into your home and into your family to pray with if it's something that, uh, that Christ is calling you to, to help you with your own prayer life. So Elizabeth, you've been amazing. And thank you. It's been so nice to talk about this. It is good. I love yeah. this topic. This is a yeah. really, really great one. And and again, if you are one of our Luxu ladies, then you know full well um, this is an amazing course. What Elizabeth has done and taught us has has been something that I know we'll go back to that course and watch it over and over and over again. Uh, if you're not, make sure you um, check it out at theluxuniversity.com. Elizabeth, before we head out, could you give a challenge for our listeners? Um, I, I mean, I, you know, I, I never know what the challenge is from my guests. So I'm always <laughs> excited to hear what you're going to say about this particular yeah. topic, but I would love to have a challenge from you so that we can take this to the next level. Yeah. 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 I love this. I love that you do this. This is one of my favorite parts of your, of your podcast actually. Um, so I have a twofold challenge, right? The, the first part of it is I really want to challenge people to take an inventory of what images have they been feeding themselves? If again, if 90% of our learning is visual and our brain is extremely affected by images, I just want to challenge everybody you know, be mindful of what you're viewing on Instagram, be mindful of what you're flipping through on Facebook. If they're making you feel a certain way, you don't want to feel mute that person, unfollow that person, be a good steward to your brain. Your brain is precious. Your, your, the image center of your brain is precious. And we need to start being good stewards to our brains because what we look at is affecting us. Um, the second part would be to, um, if you don't have a prayer corner in your home, get one, <laughs> go ahead and buy yourself some religious artwork somewhere, um, designate a little area in your home for, as a place where you go and you pray. It could be just for yourself to start. It could be for your family. Um, but really consider, designating a particular, uh, place. It's almost, it's kind of like if I I'm more likely to exercise in the morning, if I put my shoes out and I have my exercise clothes set up, right. I'm way more likely to exercise that day. And it's the same with prayer. If, if we have a designated space, it's like, how many times can you walk past that space without visiting it? It has a really big impact on your prayer life. Um, having a designated area, um, and, and images that call you to, to that intimacy with God. Um, so that, that would be my challenge. I love it. Yeah. I love it. So be a good steward of those images that you are taking in, be aware of them. Um, I love that. I love that challenge. It's one I've taken myself. Yeah. Uh, I have actually just recently on Instagram had to have a, a, you know, whatever you want to call it, reality check, Jesus check. And I was like, this is just too much. I was, uh, I felt like I was inundated with so much stuff on Instagram. And so I went and unfollowed like over 600 accounts. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. It's like a, it's a purging. It's a decluttering. Yes. And it it was, and here's the thing. And it's sad that I have to say this because this was a piece of it, but like, it's not personal. It wasn't like, I don't like you anymore. It was, this is my life and this is not good for me. 
to be inundated with so much quote news. It's not even news. It's crap. Um, (laughs) But like with so many images that are not breathing life into my life and my life has gone, it's changed. And so uh, there's been some changes going on and I just need to hone my time and, and, and be a good steward of what I'm putting into my brain and to my heart. I love, love that challenge. Um, we'll make sure we write that out for you too in the show notes so that you have, that you have it and that you can take a look at that challenge. And I really do that you take, um, I do, do hope that you take Elizabeth to task and you, and you complete that challenge for yourself because it's definitely worth it. I love it. And to start and to get a prayer, a prayer spot, prayer corner, don't make it complicated. You can just start with a chair and just sit in that chair with that image, whatever you choose, whatever you've chosen, and just sit there and pray. Um, it's not. It doesn't have to be a massive redecorating in your home. Oh goodness, yeah. Actually, so even for for my personal use, I actually have an icon that I just have in my hand. So it doesn't even have to be like, um, you know. And you can. I highly recommend that you hang stuff on the wall too. But if you want to just start like go to the store, you buy a small icon and you sit in your, wherever you have your morning coffee, you have that icon in your hand. It could be as simple as that. Love it. Love it. Yeah. So, so it, it, it's something that everyone can do. We all can do this. We all can, can create a space where we create a good habit of uh, yeah. having an image of um, a good spiritual image there so that we can pray with and deepen our relationship with Christ. Elizabeth, you are amazing on many, many, many different levels, not just because of your artistic talent, because you are just you. Thank you for sharing yourself <laughs> and all that you have and all, all, all that you offer the world with us and with our amazing listeners. Oh, thank you so much. It's been really nice. It's been wonderful. I can't wait to have you back again. If you want more, if you want a lot more, trust me, go to the luxuniversity.com and, uh, and become, if, if you, if you are a Catholic lady, if you, if you are a woman looking for some prayer and accountability, if you want to go deeper in your faith, maybe uh, you just realize, I do not know what I should know at this point in my life about my faith. Um, <laughs> that happens to a lot of us where we're like, I don't, why, I don't know why nobody taught me or my formation kind of stunk as a kid or as an adult and I'd like to do something about it. Well, we are helping you solve that problem at Lux University. So go ahead and join us there, private community of Catholic women diving deep into prayer and knowledge of the faith. And Elizabeth is one of our presenters. She teaches an amazing course on there about Catholic iconography. So you can go there to get more. I also just want to thank you so much for listening. Thank you to my amazing listeners. Thanks to all of my Patreon members. You guys are amazing and wonderful and they're doing so many good things to help us continue to put out these great podcasts. Um, I also just want to encourage you, if you like this podcast, if it's something that has helped you in your life, please go to wherever you listen to podcasts and rate and send me a review. I love reading them. I do read them for better or for worse, but I do read them. I take that seriously of what you, of the suggestions you give. Um, and also what you like. I think it's really, really beautiful of what you say. Some of my favorite ones, this is from um, Mary Cordova 91. That's her, that's, that's her username here on iTunes reviews. She says she loves the content of the podcast. She says, I listen to it all the time and it's helped me grow my faith. I love that Leah interviews Catholics from all walks of life and that they have and what they have to share is amazing. I love the fact that you said that, um, Mary. Thank you so much for that review. It is wonderful. 
people. I also, there was one in here from this, this, this is a great name, bro in Christ, five, three, five, one. Thank you for your review on iTunes, which says, dang, Holy Spirit at work. Keep it up, Leah. I really appreciate your podcast with Christopher West. So yes, we have amazing guests. Um, I'm really, really proud of the work that we do here. And I'm so thankful for your support, especially if you're one of my Patreon members. Thank you for helping us just continue to be able to do this good work for the Lord. So now remember, as I end every single podcast, I truly, truly mean it. Um, I know you're busy. I know you got a lot of things going on in your life. I know there's some hurt and there's some suffering. And there are just things that go quite unplanned. But whatever it is, whatever you have going on today, and maybe it's none of those, maybe it's a day where there it's full of joy and it's full of gratitude and blessings. Remember that whatever it might be, good or bad or somewhere in between, we still are called to do something beautiful for God. So I pray and hope that you do just that, that you go out and you do something beautiful for God. God love you. God bless. And I'll talk to you later.